Thank you for joining the Leader Generation Podcast, where B2B marketers can explore new technology and strategies to effectively fill their sales pipeline and contribute to company growth. Our host today is Tessa Berg, the Senior Vice President of Technology at ModOp. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Leader Generation brought to you by ModOp. Today, we are very excited to continue our conversation around account-based marketing. I'm your host, Tessa Berg, and our guest today is Katie St. Peter. She is the Digital Campaigns Manager for Cyber Six Scale. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Tessa. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So we just did our first ever um, live virtual panel event, and it was solidly good on my part, solidly awesome on the part of the panelists, just great content, all very experienced leaders in ABM. And today I really wanted to dive deep into execution tools and how people actually execute um, campaigns and bring it to life. It was very interesting. I wish we would have just had more time at the end to get to the questions. So now you, perfect timing, get to be our guru that answers all the unanswered questions that came out during the panel. Awesome. Sounds great. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your career as it relates to ABM so far. Sure. So thank you for having me, Katie St. Peter. Currently, I am the digital campaigns manager at Cyber Six Scale, which is a threat intelligence, dark web monitoring company um, based in Tel Aviv. We are a startup. The name Cyber Six Skill comes from the Six Skill Shark because our portal goes to the deepest, darkest parts of the dark web to monitor our customers' data, information, the executives and third parties that they have as well. I've been here about eight months. It'll be eight months in July, you know, two weeks from now. Before then, I worked at Nordson Corporation, where I was the digital marketing specialist. I introduced ABM to the industrial coatings business, just trying to diversify the marketing strategy, as well as get new customers and, you know, renewals there. I was there about two years. Before there, I worked at Rockwell Automation for three years. At Rockwell Automation is where I fell in love with demand generation and really where I got my feet wet with ABM. I worked for the software business in the corporation where we almost acted like a startup. There was about six of us on the team. I led the whole acquisition strategy for our IoT software launch in 2018, uh, where we partnered with a software company to bring that to the market. That was really where you know I hung my hat on a lot of good customers coming through for the efforts that I did. You were bringing a lot of our favorite type of experience in tech and manufacturing and B2B. So you are the perfect person to help us dig deep into what is ABM and how do we execute it. On the panel, we talked a lot about ABM being hyper-focused on a single account and really personalizing your digital marketing tactics, messaging, approach, and strategy to what's most important about that account, which is a little bit different than a lot of traditional marketing where we sometimes fall into the trap of making it about ourselves and about our business and and saying, hey, we have a new product and going to market in a way that's more of an announcement and less of a, how can we help you solve your challenge? So underneath that definition and knowing what ABM is, who, what skills or who do you feel are the most 
important people um, on an ABM team? Sure. Yeah, I definitely, I love ABM and I like to reference, reference it as more of like spear fishing as opposed to casting like a wide net. It's almost like applied psychology and understanding like why somebody would click on something. I would say on your team, you definitely have to have somebody that's creating the overarching strategy, whether that be the director of demand gen, uh, your CMO, if you're a smaller company, marketing you know, manager, if you're at a larger company. And then from there, you kind of funnel down into the people that are the doers, as I like to call them. So whether that's, you know, deploying the new web pages with the messaging and actually the content writers who is providing like the meat of the pages. We also need somebody that's going to deploy all of your paid acquisitions. So that's really where my position now that I do and kind of work with different vendors to get it live on LinkedIn, the campaign manager. You're also going to need somebody that's going to do creative. So whether that's in-house or you're outsourcing that for a freelance graphic designer, are we going to be doing like a personalized Google display ad, or will this be, you know, more of a teaser video to link to ebook download? How is that looking? And that would all come from the person that's providing the messaging and the strategy. So whether that is campaign manager or director level. I think you also need to be looping in sales. Obviously, sales and marketing alignment, everyone talks about it, but it's really not something that everyone does really well. And it's always like a, a work in progress that I like to say. So they need to be looped in on, you know, what we're actually saying to these customers and hearing from them, you know, what's working and what's not. I think also kind of wrapping it all up and putting a nice bow on it, you need an analyst or somebody that's going to be doing your reporting. We can do all these efforts, but it's not really... That it, there's no so what if we're not seeing any you know increases in our downloads or demo requests or people on our site for longer. So providing that information, keeping a pulse on what's working and pull, you know making recommendations on what we would pull and make changes throughout the campaign. What I love about that answer is you named roles that already exist in a B2B marketing team. So the differentiator for companies that are looking to start an ABM program is the strategy yeah. and starting with the sales team align on that strategy. But if you have someone who's managing your website, a CMS manager, or someone who's already um, creating content, a writer, a designer, and a campaign manager, it's really about just reorienting them underneath a new approach. When you think about how you've done that in the past, what have been some of the challenges you've run into when you're trying to get a team to sort of orient around this, the spear fishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that again, sales and marketing alignment, like I stated before, everyone talks about it. It's really difficult to do because the sales team is think of it as your brand ambassador out in the field, talking to customers or connecting via email or LinkedIn. So I think just making sure that they're saying what we're also saying is a big part because you go to an event and you hear a sales guy give a pitch and it's like from a marketing standpoint it's like whoa whoa wait a minute that's not what we're saying online we need to kind of dial this back and have I think upfront communication and like having a campaign kickoff call maybe weekly check-ins has really helped me I also think just you do all this work and then you get to the finish line and things are pushed back so having realistic timelines and holding your other team members accountable because at the end of the day, we all have KPIs and OKRs to hit, continue to improve in our own positions, but we need to also be holding people accountable to all play on the same team and get things to the market. I really like the 
tool or the cadence of doing weekly check-ins with the sales team. And I've never thought of them as they really are brand ambassadors. We have brand managers as a separate role, but your salespeople are the you know, living, breathing, engaging part of your brand. What are some exercises that you do with them to sort of align almost their values and their personal approach to relationships with the values of the brand? Have you heard the good news? Tenlo has been acquired by Modop, an award-winning, full-service digital marketing and communications agency. That means B2B and B2C companies can take advantage of a wide range of marketing services. This includes brand strategy, market research, digital marketing, public relations, and a whole lot more. To learn all about Modop services, go to modop.com. Yeah, that's a great question. I think just arming them with everything that they would need. So whether that be like copy and paste LinkedIn messages or posts, um, you know, I'm really big on providing our, not only salespeople, but executive leadership and other people that are well-known in the industry with like copy and paste content for their LinkedIn and kind of having that messaging to get them rolling. You know, here's some examples of what you can be saying. You can kind of tailor it, you know, hey, so-and-so, I know you like this, like make it more personal, but the meat and the messaging and the strategy all has to be aligned. I also think going to if you can sit on a Zoom call, not many people now, at least in cyber, it's different from manufacturing, go to a customer visit where you can kind of just be a fly on the wall and give them notes after. I think also just having that streamlined package of customer experience for them. Like I said before, whether it's like a Google Drive folder of things that they can send afterward, just making it easier for them because they're the ones meeting with customers and closing deals and giving our company business. You want to make it as easy for them as possible. Yeah. I, I love that. I bet they appreciate like you're making their life easier and kind of takes the guessing out. I know I'm a horrendous writer and I definitely appreciate a good starter point. <laughs> <laughs> I, just takes me so long to just get the thought on paper. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the tools or tactics that you have found to be most successful. One thing that was a common theme in the panel is there really is no silver bullet. You can't, you know, pick out one tool and say, oh yes, I always do this. Mm-hmm. But what does that marketing channel mix look like versus contact with salespeople? Sure. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what ABM you're going to do. Was it a one-to-one? Is it one-to-many, one-to-few? The one-to-one approach, it can be really something that I've found valuable is like, and something I'm working on now is a more like VIP experience. So sending them like a swag bag of a hoodie and a notebook or like a gift card to meet at Starbucks or something like that. I think that that's something that you don't think about. And we're always like, oh, we have to do emails. We have to do organic social. Like that's just in the toolkit that's an always on sort of thing for me. But I think definitely diversifying it with those like little touches, personal little sprinkles on top is really what I found to be valuable. I think always for me and my back pocket that is like an always yes is LinkedIn campaigns. So whether that be like a one-to-one in-mail or a you know display ad of a video or LGF form to download a piece of content, that's always my first go-to because that's where a lot of B2B decision makers find their information. I think now at least for me, I get inundated with messages of 
get this analytics tool or get this new marketing thing to add to your tech stack. So just listening to your customers and what do they actually want to hear, I think has been valuable too. And just kind of cutting through the noise in manufacturing, you're focusing on like the result in the ROI. Like, can this slip, cut your production time by X percent with cybersecurity, it's same on the benefits, how much time like our portal can save you from going through the dark web and finding these forums where potential information could be leaked, but also just establishing trust because the cybersecurity buyers, they're very big on trust and want to know like what you can provide to them. Also, they really like that personal experience that I found as well. So just having those different things in your back pocket is good to note, just because I think a lot of companies are getting to ABM now. So just what can make you stand out? That's always my first point when I'm developing a strategy is what can we do to be different than our competitors or just maybe go viral on a video or something like that, I think is important. You mentioned video and that also came up as one of the most effective types of content within the digital marketing toolbox. When we think about outbound media and getting in front of those accounts initially, is there a combination of the media mix plus video or other content type that you think works well, maybe in that demand gen stage? Yeah, honestly, I think video is king right now because currently like we just launched a podcast in-house, Dr. Dark Web, that has an actual ethical hacker. He sits and talks about different challenges that cybersecurity buyers go through and different things in the market, that things that are happening. I would say implementing video again, I just started back, you know, in the fall eight months ago. So just having that video strategy has increased our impressions organically on LinkedIn tremendously. We also see that we have an always on remarketing campaign where we promo the video teasers of every episode of the podcast, as well as teaser videos to link to an ebook. I think that people, their attention spans are really quick nowadays. You look at B2C and personal lives, TikTok, Instagram reels. They just want the information right there, right then. They're not going to read a big, long, text-heavy infographic or image. They want it quick and fast and to the point. I love that. So when we're in this demand gen stage and we're trying to differentiate ourselves to our target accounts, it really is about using a format that is highly accessible and that clearly demonstrates our benefits and our values. And then you're translating that down into what you put on the website and those, I loved how you put it, the sprinkles on the top. And then based on the value of that account, giving them that VIP experience as you move into that one-to-one interaction. Tell me a little bit about the metrics you use across the funnel to know that you are getting traction from demand gen down to the one-on-one. Sure. So I would say just having like a standard dashboard has been very critical for me just because we're having so much content in my current role now, like push to the market, whether it be a podcast episode or a blog, or we've been getting picked up by media for our subject matter experts writing essays on say the Russian and Ukraine conflict and those cyber risks on the U.S. So really just having like a Google data studio or something that you look at easily to, you know, scale those metrics, I think 
you have to just look at how many conversions you're having. That's normally what I'm looking at is the click-through rate and the conversions of people actually submitting a form on our website. So if we're say just doing a brand campaign just to get your name out there, how many people are seeing it? How many people are coming back with the unique impressions? I think it's really important. Let me, I'm going to go back to our panel questions and see if I can put you on the spot and ask you any that weren't answered. So this question comes from someone in sales. How do you know the specific point in the customer journey when you start to turn on like an ABM approach? So when thinking about where in the customer journey to turn on an ABM approach, I think something, again, going back to metrics, something that I've utilized in the past have been like a content syndication platform, like a Path Factory or Uberflip that gives you that intel on how long, say, someone is coming back to your site or, you know, on a piece of content and binging on other pieces of content afterwards. Something that I look at right now is, you know, we do weekly email sends for new podcast episodes, as well as new content updates on our company or inviting them to an event. We also link our content and our website to that. So I would say that just looking at the customer behavior and those really engaged people coming back to your site 24 times in 12 hours, yeah, turn on an ABM campaign and reach out to that person right away. I think just looking at the data of how long people are looking at your content and coming back, you know, clearly that is a hot lead and somebody that needs to be put into that one-to-one very specific VIP experience, offer them a demo call, things of that nature, just to, you know, reach out and they're showing interest and say they're on a 20 minute long webinar or coming back to all the videos, it's clear that they're spending time and they're interested in what you're doing. You've given us a lot of great tools and examples of tools. We have, you know, always on LinkedIn and go using that channel from demand gen all the way down into one-on-one video being a positive content type. Now you just hit on other different types of content, articles, essays, using content distribution platforms like Path Factory or Uberflip. I think this is really awesome because this is the exact information that marketers want to know. They want to know, like, if I were to pick a few things to start a pilot, what should I pick? Can you tell us a little bit about some of your favorite success stories or mini little case studies using these tools in executing ABM? Sure. Yeah. Thinking back to my time, like at Rockwell, having that packaged content, we used something, it was Lookbook back then, now they're Path Factory, but we created almost like a choose your own adventure content pack. So for the launch of a software back in 2018, we had all the content packaged into this one landing page using Path Factory. So you didn't have to have the assets living on your site where they're slowing down the page time, where they're maybe not crawled for SEO purposes. People could download them and then it would serve up next content. So I would say that that was a really big success for me just because we had a lot of really bit large companies, you know, requesting a demo for the software with the launch. We also did to facilitate, that was, you know, what we were pointing people to for our paid acquisition. So there was a video in there on, you know, what actually the software does. We had a press release of 
announcing that we're bringing this to the market. We also had a technical data sheet, brochure, everything packaged up with a pretty bow on top on that page. To facilitate that organically, we did something called, we called it a LinkedIn storm. So again, going back to your subject matter experts, your salespeople that are connecting with, you know, prospects and current customers, we provided, you know, a Rolodex of copy and paste messages and blogs for them to post on LinkedIn Elevate at the time, talking about the benefits and solutions of the software. And that went completely crazy. We did it on a rolling time of starting in Asia Pacific and then EMEA and then the US throughout that week during the launch. And then tied all up that week, we had the CEO, Blake Moret, talk about this great launch and you know what this meant for us. Um, and just, again, pointing people, it's all about that call to action. What do you want people to do after they look at a piece of content? That was, I would say, probably really fun. It was crazy, I would say, just trying to organize I think it was like 15 subject matter experts in like different languages that we had to have translated, but it really made a big impact and everyone was sharing it from the company and Rockwell is tens of thousands of employees. So really made a big impact there. Yeah. I mean, that's a ton of coordination. Like who on your team is sort of managing the coordination of all those subject matter experts and plus getting that to the campaign managers to execute? Yeah. I mean, I would say from like an umbrella perspective at the time, it was my boss, the marketing manager, but in terms of coordinating the writers. I was the one deploying all the messages on LinkedIn and tracking, but also providing the copy and paste messages to the subject matter experts. And then we all had a kickoff call like the day before. This is what we're expecting of you. Please copy and paste on this day. So-and-so you're talking about this benefit. Someone else is talking about another benefit. So just really trying to be organized, again, clear communication up front and just keeping people accountable. Did you use any of the social platform monitoring tools to make sure people were posting when they said they would, or how were you sort of holding them accountable and validating that the right message went out at the right time? Yeah. So at the time we used LinkedIn Elevate. So it was, we could see all the members. So it was more like a manual click through of those posts on Elevate. Right now I have a monitoring tool that monitors mentions um, and who's talking about our company. I don't know the name off the top of my head. (laughs) <laughs> I have somebody that does it for me, Mentionlytics. So right now I'm using Mentionlytics to do monitor all of our mentions, who's, you know, retweeting and posting about us, whether that be employees or other people. That's fantastic. Well, Katie, we are just about out of time. If someone or many people <laughs> wanted to get in touch with you and ask more questions, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. Send me a message or we can set up some time to talk. Katie St. Peter, that's usually where you can find me. Perfect. And you can listen to more podcast episodes. Right now, it's still at tenlo.com. Click on podcast for all of our previous leader generation episodes. We will be doing a migration over to modop.com first, or you can find us on LinkedIn at the modop LinkedIn page. And thanks for listening. We will be back again soon with more great leader generation episodes. Thanks for being our guest, Katie. Thanks, Tessa. Never miss an episode of Leader Generation from Modop. Find us in all your favorite podcast venues.